As ready to go as Dana ever was. This is uh. MMA Love, Love from America. The last voice for the hardcore MMA fans around the globe. As usual, I am Matt, the spiritual leader of the MMA fans in Central Europe. And with me is your preferred Luke. You prefer him over other Lukes. <laughs> he is your transatlantic friend and he has now entertained you for. 40 episodes of this fucking Holy podcast. Holy shit. Wow. Amazing. When we're old, I mean, we're old already, but when we get way older than we're now, we're going to tell the story why this podcast exists. But not now. <laughs> because we never tire in the fifth round, and we start where other podcasts stop with this MMA bullshit. Yeah. And um, look, this is the... Put it on his neck episode. What? What? What is he putting on his neck? I have no clue. A but fist? It's, it's a, 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 a feast? All of it. Lucas. Knock, knock you out with my feast. Happy 40, 40th birthday. Why are Thank we doing you. this today? Uh, headbutt phone booth. Yes. Why else would we do this today? <laughs> what other? What else could have possibly happened this week in MMA that if would require think us to it, talk, talk, talks? All you do is talk, talk. If people think uh, we will talk about UFC 268, they're mistaken. <laughs> we, yeah, right. We will only talk about Fight Circus and Phone Booth Lethway. Yeah, Fight Circus and uh, their their integral partnership with BKFC Jungle Fight uh, Edition. Uh, BKFC, Top of the Hotel, Heat Stroke Edition. BKFC and Fight Circus are possibly the most, the biggest, the the most made in heaven match you yeah, could this, come up with. Yeah, this was meant to be. Oh, completely. Thank you, Ken. I Soda. even thought about it. Like, if you had, you could have intercontinental belts. You could have BKFC belts, and you could have BKFC Thailand belts. And then you could have a one one title fight a year between the belt holders, and they relinquish or vacate if they lose. God, it'd be it'd be awesome. It'd I'm be into awesome. yeah. I'm into the intercontinental and Thailand championships, mm. championship belts, but not maybe not belts, pal. We have better things than belts. I was super disappointed they were not handing out samurai swords, but I think you will be very very happy they were handing out large checks for zero dollars to the loser i like it that that is that is a good idea man okay no of course we will we will have to talk about ufc 268 that was an insane stretch of of pay-per-view events for the ufc um this one let's let's be straightforward this one was even better than ufc 267 so um luke it was for me, for sure. <laughs> tell me, tell me about your pump level for UFC 268 after you watched it. Did 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 you have I, a did you have a stroke or something? It was so good that Zhang lost, and I was like, "Oh, that's too that's that's too bad." Oh well, <laughs> just I was ready to go. I was ready to. I was ready to go to bed and watch Usman's fight this morning. I was so tired by the end of the Sang fight. Six KOs in a row. Look, this is... Leading into Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler going to the distance. Come I, the fuck on, dude. Yeah, like, I I was starting to watch this UFC yesterday evening, like Saturday evening, uh, at around 11 it started for us. And I... <laughs> I watched CJ Vergara versus Odie Osborne and Melsik Bakhtasarian versus Bruno Sosa and started to watch a Dustin Jacoby fight and then I fell asleep. And I said, okay, this is not good. But then, we, we, before this show started, we said, look, let's just talk about the best fights on this card. Because we will have no time to go into the prelims and, and, and early prelims and stuff like that. So let's talk about the best fight on this card. Chris Barnett... KOing John Villante <laughs> with a spinning cartwheel or wheel kick. Like, 
called and, it. And then somersaulting. How dare you tell us not to talk about this? Oh my god! And then somersaulting with a perfect butt butt landing. Mm-hmm. And then putting over our boy John Vilante over because I think it was his last fight. Big time, big time. And then dancing like there was no tomorrow. Like, look, I, I mean. John Vilante will always be the ultimate sidekick to to Chris. And I, I have a quote for you. Give me, you give ready? me, give me the quote for the best fight of the evening. He ain't done. He riding with me now. He ain't done. Putting John Vilante over in front of Madison Square Garden. How awesome is that, man? He is now he is now co-piloting at the Chris Barnett Taekwondo School. It's like <laughs> it's. I mean. That dude has so much positive energy, and this uh, look, guys like this with a show like this, it's it's the reason why I watch why I watch MMA. It's the unpre- predict- unpredictability. It, I said I I'll put a heavyweight fight Omerta on on this podcast, but man, I I can't. No, I am because be, not if you have characters like Chris Barnett. I am Chris. Iwasa. I am Chris Barnett for life, and I am t- tied yep. to Ivasa for life. But Chris Barnett, man, I need I need a shirt from that guy. I need his quotes. I need I need everything. Yep, yep. Coffee table book, dance moves, video games, Twitch streams, all of it. We need give it. it all. Give it all to us. We need it. We need it. I googled Chris Barnett. There is nothing about that dude. There is some guy assistant, an assistant buyer at Tesco. <laughs> It's like stop doxing people on the podcast. Hundred people listen to <laughs> assistant buyer F and F clothes clothing at Tesco PLC. It's not the real Chris Barnett. Good performance. Even even I like that John Vilante put out a lot of kicks, but then Chris Barnett just wheel yeah. roundhouse wheel kicked him. It's it's wheel. incredible. He his 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 body is so small yet so wide. He he wheel kicked. And he had to like touch the floor with his hand on the other side of it. It was absurd, dude. Let's just talk, absurd. So, just Chris Barnett is now immortalized in as a, as a this guy, dude as a, as a, as a friend this of dude, this podcast. This dude had just this dude just locked himself in for at least four to six more UFC fights to I, see if he does it again. The only thing you know what I mean. The, the only thing about Chris Barnett we have to say is, uh, and I love that kid. Love that yep. kid, man. It's the, yep. He's the best. He then, got a bonus. Yeah, please give that guy every bonus in the world. We also can shortly go into Ian Gary versus Jordan Williams. He, Jordan Williams was the ultimate layup for, for Ian Gary. But man, <laughs> Ian Gary took a lot of, lot of shots. Jordan he, Williams let him have it. He knew. He, he knew, knew he was he, what he was there to be. And uh, they did the same to him, I think. Gosh, I think it was contenders. They did the same to him, and he wasn't having it then either. Uh, very happy for Jordan Williams to to put it on him, but yeah, he he also got he also got teed off on. At it, like in um, the end, he he slid. Uh, Ian Gary slid out out of the way of a. Yeah, Jordan Williams was getting a bit too eager because he hit Ian Gary with a lot of of, of punches, um, and he was counter right straight. I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Ian Gary moved out of the way, just just clobbered Jordan Williams. You saw that he generated a lot of power with that shot for a welterweight. I think that was a good a good shot, um, but he, they let him speak for a long ass time after a performance yeah, that man. wasn't that wasn't as good. And he repeated all the lame ass Connor <laughs> Connor quotes. Man, come on, come the fuck on, get dude, another, get your own. Dude, identity, come on, man. listen, listen. He's no uh, Peter Queeley, all right? No. Now, listen. There was a there was there was some some liberal use of uh of of cheat codes in this fight. And uh, I'm sorry to say Ian Gary has now been added to my people to feed to Camzat list. Ian Gary with a mummy guard, Ian Gary with a big cage grab or two. Uh, we got to see it. We got to see how those how those cage grabs work out when uh, Camzat eats them. We got to feed the wolf. Yeah, we need we need to feed the wolf. Ian Gary might be good good wolf. For I got a list. I got a list for you. Please, but pull out. You, he was you the teased, only. Ad- he you was teased the- your list before we started. He was the only addition to the list last night. Actually, you know about Sean Strickland at 185. We love that fight. That's the fight we're. Uh, that's the fight we're going to go to the mat for. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I would also feed. 
Colby Covington to Cam's at, especially after last night. But Why that not? was he was on the list before. Why not? Khabib or Islam at 170. <laughs> that would be uh, that would be a pay per view co main event. Uh, and then uh, Dan Hardy, if he never signs a fight contract, I would give him a fight, but only against Camzat. Did you register <laughs> who of these fighters had Sean Strickland in his corner? Uh, was it Action Man? Chris Curtis. It was, wasn't it? Chris. What is what is my problem with Phil Hawes? Why don't did he do something to me when I and I forgot about it because I I really wanted Action Man to win this fight, um, but I also really wanted Phil Hawes to lose, and I don't I I can't for the life of me figure out why. That dude is out of Hackensack, New Jersey. Which <laughs> yes, Hackensack. That is a good. I I want to live in Hackensack before I die. Well, I, I really like. I, it. I I seriously think I've been there. I hope so. If if you ever, I mean, people listening to this podcast, you American Fox, please travel to Hackensack. Send me a selfie. It's it's the best. <laughs> Teach, if if TJ Laramie would live in Hackensack, I I die. It's like it, it's more. It, it it can't. You can't be more American. Yeah, I don't know what he did to you because he's actually actually a very good. Phil Hawes is a very good fighter. He's also a brick house, so could be one of our boys, but. Now Chris Curtis just KO'd the fuck out of that guy. A- Action Man is for sure one of our guys. I like I like he, the nickname. Action Man is a good nickname. The nickname is fantastic. The win streak, the the time it took him to get to the UFC, just the the post fight interview. This card had a lot of actually really good content post fight. Um and this was one of them. Talking Heart about felt. <laughs> talking about layup fights after we talked about Ian Gary versus mm. Jordan Williams, who weren't, it, it wasn't uh, like the layup fight we, we thought it would be. Almost the same with Mr. Michailidis, who um, who was probably the most layup. I didn't I didn't expect Michailidis to even go for a takedown no. because I am so, like, jaded and... But dude, and cynical that I'm just like, oh well, it's an MMA fighter, so they think that they're gonna like do the do the thing their opponent's best at and beat him there, just something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Mikhailidis knew why he was there, but he had the correct idea on how to beat uh, how to beat Poitain. Uh, I was I was I was actually impressed that he did so well in the first. Um, to control Botan against the cage, trying these takedowns. Um, Botan actually sprawled quite well, which I which I was impressed. It was the first sprawl you can learn. You just underhook. But then, then um, as soon as they came up for the second, like I, I think in ten seconds in or something like that, Botan um, just just switch need um, Michaelidis and uh, Michaelidis. I think he's he's still. He's still wobbly from that shot. Dude, what a flying knee. So good. So good. So good. Pereira got a bonus too. Yeah, I I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I agree with that bonus. Um, uh, but, but I think, I they, think probably <laughs> he's reasons. got a thing where where yeah, well it's probably something like, you know, I'm coming from this kickboxing career where I make six figures, and you motherfuckers better make it, better make it right if you want me in the UFC. Don't you think? Don't you um, think he got uh, a lot of venom money? Oh yeah, I'm sure he got tons of. I'm, I there is at least like seventy five cents going to each fighter from the venom contract, right? It's, it's incredible. Look, but um, talking about talking about incredible stuff. Also, Bobby Bobby Green. Shit talking, shit talking Iaquinta for two and a half or three minutes, and then just jabbing and dropping Iaquinta with the, with a classic one two and and left right for the finish like amazing. So shoulder amazing. rolls, shoulder rolls, eleven out of ten. Like this, I f- I love this guy. Like I mean, he's in back. He's in back in the, in the press conference. Some reporters like, "Hey, uh, Dana, uh, um, Bobby Green is in back. He's saying that the uh, the uh, um, uh, Dana the bonuses should go up by f- another fifty thousand dollars because you haven't raised them in the last twenty years, and inflation is real." 
And Dana's Dana's just like, yeah, well, Bobby Green says a lot of stuff. (laughs) Fuck it. Look, but if you... Bobby Green is the realest motherfucker on this roster. He is the best. His post-fights interviews, his interviews with the press, the dude is awesome. If you're not getting... If you're not getting the gem you have with Bobby Green, and if you're not paying that man what he's worth from an, from an entertainment like from an entertainment standpoint, I mean, look, he he loses some fights, he wins some fights, doesn't fucking matter. And he put mm-hmm. Aya Quinta away, like that was just perfection. It it was not even close, and he he was never in danger to lose something. Okay, mm-hmm. Aya Quinta is also on a on a losing skid, I think, although he beat. All, when I, always when I think, okay, this guy has never won a fight, and then I go and look, guess guess which fighter they won against? It's <laughs> Sam Alvey. No, it's always Kevin Lee, man. <laughs> always, oh no, <laughs> no, Kevin. They always. Fuck, you're right. As soon as how soon did as he, I, he lost the decision <laughs> to Donald Cerrone? Yeah. Like, there's other people on here that like it totally makes sense. Like, yeah, it could be. Of course, he lost. Yeah, I mean, even like. You know, like okay, Michael Chiesa in 2012, Mitch Clark in 2014, but Dude. like, but 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 he beat Kevin Lee and then lost a decision to Donald Cerrone, the shopworn version of Dad Cerrone in 2019. He actually performed very well against Habib. He, he hasn't, he didn't, he didn't come close to finish him, of course, but he, he, I think he went. Yeah, that was a decision. Yeah, so. it was a decision. It was because the Khabib wanted to play with his food that fight. It's also that was the one four years. Al ago. took on like. Al took that on like four days notice or something. Dude, uh, we are, we are, this is we are all over I, the fucking place. But man, this, this I, card this card was all over the place too. So it was so good. It was so fucking good. Green so, got fifty grand. He did not get another fifty grand on top up though. You know that I am. Let, let's let's just let's just go on with this. Uh, this. Uh, I need it to be all over the place. I need it to be as discombobulated as I was after I watched those tell six me, knockouts in a row. Tell me and help me. <laughs> Why am I an Edmund fan? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Is it is it because you desperately want um, Edmund Tavardian to like be doing some corner work and saying some crazy shit? Because I mean, I'm a fan just for that, for sure. I think I think that the start of that dude's career, he was in the Contender series, and then he was in the Ultimate Fighter. Um, no, he wasn't in the Ultimate Fight. He was in the fi- finale for that, and then he just submissioned and TKO'd three very good fighters, I think. But now he's dude, on a three fight losing skid. Dude, and how is he losing those fights? Look, TKO's. Derek but, Brunson. Derek Brunson holds him down. Yeah, of course. Gets him out of there. Jack Hermanson holds him down. Gets the decision. <clears throat> Nasruddin Imamov puts him down, and Edmund puts himself into a crucifix. D- to be fair, though, I mean. Imavov might be one of the. I mean that that dude is a sleeper. That dude is. So why are they? So why are they? So like you at the UFC was hype training this guy. Of course. I love every. I love everything about this kid. No, let, let and me, then all yeah, of a sudden, of course, let he's me, getting let me play he's it. getting fed. He's getting fed to. Yeah, play it. Play it. Uh, and I love that kid. He loves that kid. But then he feeds him to Derek Brunson, Jack Hermanson, and Nasruddin Imamov all in a row. Did he ask for more money or something? Did Ronda call him and leave him a bat, a mean text message? What's the deal? Yeah, he should have Ronda privilege, but he hasn't. So, look, if you so lose to Derek the, Brunson, happened? Derek Brunson might be a top, uh, he's at least a top 10. Top oh, yeah. 20, top 20. <laughs> top 20. <laughs> Um, and no, then, he's top. He's top ten at one eighty five, and Jack Hermanson is is top is top fifteen, 15 at two hundred five. Imavov is, so, is at least top ten as well. So that he he he's losing against very good opponents, and he's not. I mean, he but he starts okay, but then he he deteriorates he, quickly. Take, he gets taken down and deteriorates quickly is a very very polite way of saying he gets he gets either wrestle fucked or finished. But what what. I, what I don't understand is typically when that happens once or twice, the UFC gives you a layup. Imamov's not a layup. Let me let me recap before we go into the meat, the full meat of this card. I had so many full meats. <laughs> yeah. Chris Bar- John Vilante. Look at my Instagram stories. It's just full meat after full meat after full meat, man. John Vilante, the ultimate sidekick, got got um, roundhouse. Kicked by Chris Barnett, roundhouse KO'd or TKO'd, uh, somersault to bot landing. We had Imamov um, crucifixing Edmund and finishing him with elbows. 
you had Chris Curtis um, KOing uh, Haas with a nasty left hook. Um, you had Bobby Green just shit talking Iaquinta for two minutes. You had Mikhailidis getting murdered by a Poitain switch knee. You had Ian Gary getting beat. And no, then beat, Ian Gary beating. Yeah, oh, getting beat and beating, and then yes. <laughs> and he lost until he won, and then he had, <laughs> and then he had the most boring ass idiot post fight speech ever. Stick with the love, God, dude. I had to, I had to bring it. It, it, it gets on my nerves, man. Are we ready to talk about the main card yet? I mean, we have to. Um, which, which which fight do you want to tackle first? Which one? Justin Gaethje yes. versus Michael Chandler. <laughs> yes, I mean, where do you even Holy start with that one? Fuck. I can't possibly recap this. You have no. to simply go watch it. There is no, there is no, there is no, there is no way for me to describe these fucking uppercuts from both guys. I cannot. There any podcast you listen to that tries to recap this cannot possibly do it justice. No. Not just this one. There is no way to describe. Just go watch this fight and then watch it again. It's there was a point in the fight, a pivotal moment where. I think Chandler knew that he wouldn't beat Gaethje. And then he decided to just um, work for the bonus. Because he was also showboating and shit-talking Gaethje and, and said, bring it on, while his face was basically exploding and deteriorating before our eyes. Um, That's so crazy for you to say. I never even thought of that. Do you, th- you think that... Do you think that that thought really, like crossed his mind as Justin Cage so. is just teeing yes. off on him. He's yes. like, well, I guess I'll just go for the 50 grand. I, I am very sure because his, his whole demeanor changed. He didn't, I mean, he, he had dangerous punches from a, from a specific point on, but in the end, he just, he, he hadn't had any hard shots left. Look, cough wow. kicks and low kicks took away, took away the movement of Chandler. That was, that was Gage's idea at yep. first, I think. And then, but body shots... And some of the uppercuts kept Chandler in the fight. But Those the uppercuts, uppercuts. Gaethje won the uppercuts. And we have to give credit to Gaethje. That dude is now also technical as fuck. He can, he can bang and he can brawl you and he can stand in front of you and just, and just exchange blow for blow. And he mm-hmm. can, he's also, I mean, Chandler, Chandler, had insane power shots all out, like all the time. But Gaethje did, did some bob and weaving and he, he avoided a lot of shots, but he also got cracked like two or three times at least. And yeah, it's like Chandler started to switch up because I think he lost his leg and then he started to maybe maybe try to take down Gaethje, but... Oh, that that is quite the indictment of... Uh of bonuses, of fight of the night bonus. Of course. If you think about it, you know. Some slaps by Gaethje. And you, you, you're saying, you're saying he just like, he arbitrarily decided in his mind to trade a couple years of his life for 50 grand. I, I say so. Because That's fucking wild. You heard, you heard Henry Hooft. And I, I don't know between which round he was. I think it was in the second, between second and third round. He told him that, Look, I know you're you're tough, and you 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 try to show that you're tough, but you need to be smart or something something among among these lines. Mm. And I don't think Chandler's ears can process sound as good as normal ears can, because that is not cauliflower, man. That is just that is just a a brick that is that is attached to his head. Um, Beltron Beltron also gave Chandler some benefit of the doubt, I'd say. Because the uppercut that that Gaethje threw floor Chandler and he got wailed on by Gaethje. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uppercuts. Yeah. Were the there are there are a few there are a few situations in different fights tonight where where I was like, man, like <laughs> you fucking guys could have done like one little thing different and gotten a stoppage here. Like, but I up- don't think that like they staggered each other. Like this sure. fight was just absolute insanity. Look, uppercuts were the difference maker for Gaethje. The low kick started to add up, killed the legs of Chandler. Beltron let, uh, I mean, maybe it was good. He, he gave Chandler the, the chance. Also not giving Gaethje any time after the eye poke. Um, 
yeah, Chandler is a psycho man. He had a body slam in the yep. third. That's what I noted down. He, he, how how that dude dude what was not getting put away. I have, I have no clue. Mm. Yep. Gaethje could. Yep. I, I I think that something that surprised me this fight that Gaethje couldn't put him away. I it's it it it's a. I think it's a trade off of the insane. The previous insane incarnation yeah. of Justin Gaethje and and the Whitman working with Whitman and trying not to get killed Justin Gaethje. Showboat, uh, showboating that Chandler started to implement in the third also served a purpose. I think it's not just like oh, I'm, he no, yeah, I I never thought of it, but I totally agree with you. That is the that is the insight and analysis that uh, you come to MMA love for for sure. Because <laughs> I sure I cannot I can't add shit to this. I did. Over the course of the main card, I, I did come up with like a, a book I want to buy myself for Christmas that doesn't exist, but I wish it did. Is the uh, the Trevor Whitman positive re- positive motivation book, where it's just uh, pictures of his his pupils' opponents and motivational slogans he says in the corner <laughs> during the fight. Yeah, like <laughs> you're, you, what did he say? You're you're. You're you're you look he look you look fucking great. <laughs> yeah, he said like, we have to talk about Whitman. He he went three and zero this night. Oh my god, dude! His quotes his quotes in the in the corner of of Gage was like, "Put it on his neck." Ask me so ask me what this means. I don't know what it means. What does it mean? It means put it on his neck. <laughs> <laughs> what does he put? It? What is it? What is he putting? I don't know, Whitman. It's fine. It doesn't matter. And then he said, "I want a quote of that." He said, "And a large, blown-up picture of Chandler's face over it." He also said, "I love the fun," which I mean, yes, we talked about that in the roundtable. I love the fun. This was the. This was the. This was the positive positive reinforcement for Justin Gaethje, while also reminding him not to run out there and get his head taken off. Pro tip: If you if you um, subscribe to BJJ Fanatics, there's some good tutorials. There is Trevor Whitman's footwork. You can see some of that implemented here by Gaethje. Also, the bobbing and weaving. It's it's amazing. Amazing. And this whole round, you tried to kill him. It was also a a, a Whitman quote. Did did this fight? Um, did, did you did you get a shui like with some tea in it maybe or some water? Hundred hundred percent. That is an absolute full meat fight this with maximum fight is, shui potential. This may be. This is probably in the top five fights in the UFC in the year. This is yes. Feel we bad. will go back and look at your list that you have compiled, of course, at the end of the year. But fuck, looking a dude. This this event and this fight might be on several lists. This guy. This. This the the this fight broke the brains of the commentary desk more than anyone before it because they had to deal with the six TKOs. But then this fight happened and they were just broken for the rest of the night. And J Bones, J Bones fucking called it. He told me, say said something stupid in the first fight, and and I was bitching. And he told me, he said, look. You should uh, you should welcome this while you can because by the end of the night these guys are going to be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not agreeing on the ridiculousness because I I can't stand it. it's it's these amazing. guys it's amazing to me that this booth like DC Rogan and even Anik are getting worse and worse by the event. It's the, the, we'll talk about the co-main event when we talk about shit. it. <clears throat> but this, they had Shane Burgos and Billy Corantillo go out after this fight, and they have to fight after this fight. It's it's not good, but and it's like, and it's such a good. They had a good fight. Yes, a very and good fight. There is, and the, and it was exciting, back and forth, great fight, yeah. unanimous decision for Burgos. But it's after that kind of best fight of the year contender. There's no like the crowd was dead silent and the commentary desk had nothing to say. No, it's it like was, it was just like Burgos, it was just like uh yeah well um how do you compare to that? Well, let's talk about that. You know, Burgos Burgos came back from his creepy delay TKO. Um, oh, that's right. He, he came. Oh, back I from, forgot against Barboza. Yes, Barboza. Oh, I forgot about that. Fuck. And then I'm I'm renaming officially. Billy Billy 
Quarantillo has to be Billy Volume from now on. Billy Volume. Billy nice. Volume. I like, like it. It's like it, it was a, a very good fight. I really enjoyed that fight. It had a hard standing after six KOs, TKOs, and then this Gaethje Chandler insanity. But man, watch for, for the educated fight fans out there. Quarantillo versus Shane Burgos is a very good fight because he had a plotting, very technical style by Burgos and Billy Volume just volumed him. And mm-hmm. also the leg got taken away from Quarantillo, I think. He did a good job defending it. Even th- There were some cough kicks and some low-low kicks. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a bit too much of, of the evasion going on and not enough blocking, but it's, it's a very good fight. And then... It was... Then, my good but, friend. But then, man. But then. Then we had the answer against Cheeto. <laughs> tell me, tell me how you uh, felt. Guillotines aren't real. <laughs> no. Guillotines are not real. No. You just don't push exist. your head out of them. Yeah. They don't exist. Uh, unless you're fighting in Ireland in Bellator, then guillotines are real. Um, yeah. Uh, or, and, or if you, uh, I mean, even even Li Jingliang, the leech, almost told, um, showed us that guillotines are not real. <laughs> almost, though. Yeah, uh, look, Frankie Edgar, we, I think we all picked Cheeto Vera on the round table. Uh, I did. I picked Cheeto TKO round three. Maybe Sean the happened? lizard, the lizard t- took uh, took uh, Frankie Edgar. May he may have we'd have to listen back, but but I'll listen. Never do that. Guess what? <laughs> guess what happened in that in that fight? Uh, Tito TKO round three front kick to the face. Matt, how do you feel about front kicks being back? Look, I love me some front kicks. Um, I I am look. Frankie Edgar is an awesome fighter. He's forty years old now. Four forty years old. My Still, God. Still competing, like it's. I think I think the. I don't know where I read it or if it was the the booth, but but I doubt that the booth uh, told me something um, intelligent. I think t- he he won his belt ten years ago. This dude won the, a belt. He was lightweight, right? At one fifty five. I think it, it's it's something like that. And now this he's, dude is so undersized for that division, even back then. Dude is 40 years old and he is still good and he's still winning fights. He, he won against Munoz um, last 11 year. years ago. More than 11 years ago, he won the lightweight belt. It's incredible. And, and but okay, Against BJ Penn. He got flying scissor knee by Sandhagen and TKO front kicked by... Uh, KO front kicked by Marlon Vera now. Which, I mean... Look, that 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 is too highlight reel... He got highlight reeled, highlight reeled twice now, which it's not good, man. It's not I mean, hel- not healthy. It's it's he's 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 going to he's going to annihilate anyone good that he fights, right? Yes. I, I mean anyone anyone in the, outside the top. Yeah, I know what fights. I know what you mean. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I, because if you look back, all the way back to 2016, all the way back to 2013. He only loses to people that are top 10 in the world, top five in the world even. All the way back to 2012, he's only lost to Benson Henderson, Jose Aldo, and then in 2018, Brian Ortega. Don't you, Aldo, we have to give credit to Frankie. He was, I mean, I'm not sure if he was winning until he was losing, but he was not losing until he was losing. He was in that fight. No, this was a close fight. This... You want to tell the story? The story is he won round one. Of course. Could take down ground he, pound. He maybe, maybe Cheeto stole round two. And Cheeto's corner said, you need to get a finish. Which was not wrong. And, and oh, then he did. It was very good advice. <laughs> and then he did. But but like the, the, the heat, the bad blood at the end of round two, Cheeto giving him the finger or yelling at him or something. I can't remember. I need that. That was awesome. Eat it's it. uh, yeah. It's also also a good fight, man. It's like this card. I'm, this I'm, this this whole card from 
god from the fourth fight on dude the, the, the three main fights, card, the every three fight fights the, main card. the three fights i started to watch they were shitty don't don't watch them but but the rest of this card is well all we needed was for you to for you to get off the computer and go to bed and then we could have fun i can i can and once <laughs> once you did once you did we had fun even like right when you went to bed dustin jacoby just just let him have it you just couldn't be watching it was dustin great. jacoby needs to be put against better opposition just saying mm-hmm that dude's Are is, you ready? I mean, I don't know. Let me don't let don't me linger breathe. on okay, Jacoby. Okay. I love him, but don't linger. Okay. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go, man. I watched Zhang versus Rose. Mm-hmm. I upon watching gave Rose rounds one, four, and five. And I was uh mm. I thought the forty nine forty six judge was a piece of shit, but I understood the other two judges, I thought it was a very close fight. We have I a- woke up this morning to a shit show on social media, on Discord, messages, texts, this and that, Instagrams of fandom, fandom flipping the fuck out, of pundits punditing, and of you telling me that I was wrong. And I said, okay, hold on, let me grab my coffee. I'll go back and watch round one because that's the round that I really wasn't sure even when I watched, but I gave it to Rose. And I watched it again, and there's no fucking way Rose won round one. And now I'm upset because John got robbed. So thank you for ruining my Sunday, sir. Look, I don't know if robbed. Robbed! Okay, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Fuck! (laughs) Look, it's... It was a close fight, and it was a very good fight. Um, it started from the Rose Piano Bar intro, and her I am the best mantra, which is the new yes cartwheel for her. Um, God, it is. <laughs> she's... Oh, it's the best. Oh, my God. Rose, Rose Namayunas is, a, is an enigma to me, because she doesn't look... Like she has it, she, she she looks good in training. But but when when you see her talk, when you see her walk out, um, you even 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 look a bit of at her build. But then he start she starts to to fight, and she is so good, man. She is insanely good. He, she's able to create so much power uh, from from that tiny frame and that lanky frame. She's so good at distance management. She's so good at at um, evading at creating situations i mean it it's it's insane she trains with whitman whitman which of course that that dude is hilarious insane and maybe one of the best to like hone skills of fighters kind who are of, already good kind of perfect for her honestly she trains kind with Shevchenko, which also might be a very good <clears throat> training partner i i love though i have to say i loved how Wadey looked Wadey looked very good on the feet. She had yep. very nice wrestling, like step around takedowns. <laughs> her her trainer um, Albarathin called her the great sprawl of China, <laughs> which also <laughs> is is very good. Um, it was a um, back and f- back and forth fight, and oh man, Rose was excellent at getting up from some of the takedowns. She she used framing on the bottom and in the stand up. But um, not sure if I liked Whitman's advice during the rounds. Like, uh, told told Rose that she should Whaley let come let let come Whaley to her. Also, not sure if I like like the high front kicks of Namayunas. Yeah, it's 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 very difficult to explain. But I had three, maybe four rounds for Shang. What rounds? One to four. Yeah. Second one was one was very one was very close, and the reason it was close is because Zhang leaned back from getting front kicked so that it didn't hit her, and then slipped. And like something was up with the mat; everybody was slipping last night. This mat, uh, yeah, no to this mat. And uh, whoever is supposed to put that down and keep it sticky is needs to get fired because that. Um, was problematic on in all the fights, but also in this one because if if you if you're a judge, you know I don't know how well you see since you're right next to the cage. But to me, I thought 
I think that's what happened last night when I watched it was I thought Rose stole the round after that combo oh, because she's... in the first four minutes, Rose throws a couple combos and lands like two punches while Weili Zhang just kicks the shit out of her leg yeah, all the time, uh, and though. punches back all the time. So And takes her down. So, yeah, Zhang won round one. Zhang, Zhang, in my mind, convincingly won round two and three, and I thought Rose won round four and five. Zhang is the strongest pound-for-pound person on the entire planet. The strongest woman on the entire planet, pound-for-pound at 115 pounds. Unless Tatiana Suarez comes back and proves herself not to be brittle, I don't think anyone could power lift more than Weili Zhang can, dude. Like, she, the, uh, that, the, the taking down Rose was huge, but Towards the end of the fight, I think I think Zhang injured her arm or something because I was really surprised in rounds four and five when she could not get off her back True. and get out of those those positions. Although although you had look, Zhang had had these hooks and hard low kicks by Zhang. I, I thought she would take more more movement away from Namayunas. So credit to Namayunas to 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 tough it out. She mm-hmm. got taken her back. Uh, there was some full mount stuff going on, step through low kicks, back takes, but like, yeah, it, it's it's a difficult fight. I mean, it's it's not a robbery though, but I think I think definitely what what Zhang put out was way more effective than what what Rose put out during the whole fight. So, yeah, I'll agree with that. Well. I'll agree with that, except in four and five when Rose has her on her back and she can't get yeah, up. But she didn't do like, anything with the back. I mean, yes, she was on her back, but the, Rose didn't do anything meaningful. I'd say. Well, I I in think the, she had fourth, the strength. At least not not in the. Fourth. I think she had the strength to hold her down and keep the, keep her from gaining any space. But but I, like all things being equal, like she wasn't doing anything either. But she was on her back. It's uh... so. What are you gonna do? You know. Yeah, nothing, man. It's like it's it's nothing, man. So what happens? <laughs> Take me to imagination land and tell me what happens because the fucking desk on this fight buries Carlos Sparza. They literally say there's no one else at this weight class. These yeah, fucking is... sons of bitches. It's fucking bullshit, dude. So they bury Carlos Sparza. And then in the post fight presser, Dana at Dana's asked about it and also buries Carlos Sparza. You also have a very, yeah, I mean, very interesting is a bit is a bit hard, but I'm like yelling. I just jumped on my feet. I apologize to <laughs> listeners. You also have Marino Rodriguez there, which could be, and that's and that's what and that's what uh, DC or Anik someone brought up to Joe or whoever fucking said it on the desk said, you know, Mar- Marina Rodriguez just knocked out Dern or something. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But never mind Carla Esparza, the lady that just absolutely annihilated the number three. Don't mind her. Yeah. It's not, it's not that. It's not that long ago that also Je- Jessica Andrade KO slammed Rose Namajunas. I mean, look, no, no, it isn't. But she wants to. Fight. She seems to want to fight at one twenty-five. I don't know if that'll remain true. Sure, but but look, Namajunas. Two wins against Joanna Jodrejcik and two wins against Zhang Weili have to count for for some greatness, and th- this accounts to that that when Nama Yunus is on, she is a difficult out for almost anyone. And but she lost to Esparza, but that that is decades ago. So not yeah. not sure how interested yeah. I am in in Esparza just running at her and and trying to take her down all the time. Also, I think that Nama Yunus evolved too much. Um. Yeah, I need to see it, dude. I, I need to I, see I, it too. At a certain at a certain point, you need to stop fucking around with your people and just pay them what they are worth and give them the title fight because it it this is this is the kind of behavior when Dana says like <clears throat> when Dana says it's a bad idea to wait around talking about Asparza. This is the kind of behavior that delegitimizes your belt. Don't even go there. It's look. I had I had Esparza losing against Rodriguez. That was a split decision in in 2020. But I mean, it can go either way. I I don't care in the end. But you have for Rose Namajunas now. You have Marina Rodriguez, and you have the Carla Esparza uh, rematch, which yep. is fair enough. And then okay, there is Tatiana Yadira Suarez Padilla. She's out there. 
true. <laughs> she's 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 broken still. She's there. I I don't. I, of course, she hasn't beaten some of the best. Um, and she is beyond repair at this at this time. She's she is broken still, man. But she did beat Asparza. But she's broken still. So when she's no longer broken. I mean, can she be uh, we'll unbroken though? Because I don't think so. I don't think so. If wrestling is wrestling, just destroys you. Yeesh. She Ben Ben Askren has two new hips, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but he, he can't fight either. It's like, come on, look, Suarez is thirty, but she has she has a like I don't know how many how many injuries she has. Necks, backs, spines, everything. knees. Can you everything? Have, there is some point you'd have to say, okay, she might be she might be one of the best, but there has to be a time when you say, okay, just leave her alone and, and see if she can come into the mix. But I we have two fights now for Yama Yunus, which is great. Um yep. do we do yep. what do we do with Chong Whaley? Uh, I think probably what they do is they make Asparza fight her in China or probably they have her and Yan Xiaonan fight in China. If they can ever get back to China. That's the thing that I was thinking about this morning is that's a great thing to say on paper, but then you realize China takes Rona very seriously and tries to eliminate it whenever they find it, which means they don't do big events and they don't let hundreds of foreigners come into the country without a shitload of testing. So I don't know how that really shakes out. Maybe in like two years or something. But that's that's the thing too, like... Listen, like Rose really normally probably only fights once a year. So she's got two contenders. So she's got two years of work ahead of her. I'm, so, also, I'm also not mad. I, I think Rose takes a long break now. That's, that's just yeah, how I, I think I she probably fights again in like end of 2022 or fall 2022 or something. But we have we have Esparza and Rodriguez and Zhang. Um, maybe we have Joanna somewhere, but I, I don't want to see her against Zhang and, again and also not Yama Yunus. So. Very yeah. good. Very good, man. Good fight. I had it for Shang. I'm not gonna cry about it. I think Shang has a has a long career in front of her. I think her the the, the switch of training camps was good. Yep. So. I had it for Zhang upon rewatching and I am going to cry about it. <laughs> yeah, you can cry a bit. It's it's no big deal. Um yeah, it's yeah. Where is where where Joanna? Man, where Joanna? Where Joanna? Where Champy? Champy is, is she's okay. She has a lot of she, she has a lot of businesses to attend to. What was her I know. guess? What was her last the last product she Ooh. made? She made uh, an advertisement. For. I think she probably was comped dinner at a very fancy restaurant in order to post about it on Instagram. <laughs> what do you think? What do you got? Let me let me check. I'll I'll, I'll research this. <laughs> you, you can journalist the Champy promos for us. Perfect. I go. Uh, uh, I believe I, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but Dana basically uh, shut down Joanna talk by saying, uh, "I love that kid, uh, but uh, she's had a lot of cake." Thanks, Dana. She's a little um, savage. Yeah, she's a little savage, but uh, she's had a lot of cake. She so. actually, you wouldn't, you wouldn't. I mean, if you ask, if I ask you what the last product or service Joanna made made an advertisement for is, you you wouldn't be able to answer it because it was for a tennis tournament. Oh, very nice, very nice tennis tournament. Is she playing in it? Is tennis? it like a celebrity thing? No, yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Warmia Open. Okay, cool. And, uh, before that, she made um, she made an advertisement for beer. Tushki. Awesome. So she got some beer. She got some free tickets to a tennis tournament. I like. That. I would see. That's the thing, man. I would live this life. For sure, I instead mean, of, of getting punched in the head by Zhang. <laughs> like, course. if you were like, hey, we will give you $100,000 to get punched in the head by Zhang, or you can have $100,000 shilling on Instagram, which one are you going to choose? Because this is an easy money. This is an easy choice. Of course, she also made made an advertisement for UFC, for the UFC game, where she's now a prime icon fighter. Prime icon. Yes, prime icon. So, all right, let's not talk about advertisements anymore. I mean, I this like I like money. that we have a no champy segment no on paying the, us. No, but I like that we have a champy segment on this podcast. I think most <laughs> most of the listeners will love that we talk about champy. <laughs> now, on to the main event. Ah, uh, what happened? <laughs> that is a good question. I, I think I think 
What happened was what we predicted. Okay. I'm into that. That makes us look good. I, 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 I went brain dead after all those fights. And all I remember is Whitman holding Usman against the cage between rounds and telling him, you look fucking great. <laughs> look, Covington, the first two rounds, I think they're quite clear rounds for, for Usman. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... It did. I, I think. I think Colby paid him too much respect, despite despite the the trash talk and the the brashness of Colby um, coming into that fight. He knew that that um, Usman is maybe maybe his his Achilles heel. Like mm. they, they also they also started to to box again, like sloppy box. <laughs> and if you sloppy box with Usman for too long, I think I think you just can't win like that. It's. There was a moment, there was a moment, though, where Colby heard him. Of course. Usman was staggering back, and Colby heard him. And then what did, what did Colby do? Shot for the takedown. Yes. It's, it, God damn it. Look, I say, I'd say... Fuck, Colby, you could have won. You can make an argument that Covington won the last three. You can make it. It's not. It's. I, I don't think it is like that. No, nah, I don't you, think so. But you can make it. Uh, I, don't, I don't think. I, I. don't think you can. I don't think you can make it and not be a massive Covington mark. I think. <laughs> I think you. I think you. Can. I don't think it's like. I don't think it's like a Rose fan and a Zhang fan seeing it each other's way. <laughs> like there's no. There's no. There's no in between here. I don't fourth, see it at least the fourth. at all. He, he won the fourth. No, yeah, sure. no, yeah, 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 yeah. He won as the as the he won the fourth with that with that. I believe that's the round he staggered Usman, but he didn't win. He didn't win the other. I thought Usman, it was forty nine. Usman, though, look, it, I love I love that that Covington lost. Now it, it, that is a bit of, that is a bit harder to match make now. What what do you next? What do you do next with Usman? But for Covington, man, can we yeah, finally? Sad. No, can we finally have Masvidal? <laughs> can please? Can we yes. have that fight? Oh yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Masvidal will get murked by by Covington. Yes, it'll be great. It'll um, be great. So, I'm super into that. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm into that. Uh, we, we have Leon Edwards now. Is is Leon Edwards? Will Will Usman be be happy or be be motivated to fight Leon Edwards? Leon has to beat Masvidal. Um, I mean that that is a no-brainer. Which that he will beat him. should, yeah, I know, dude. But then I'm like, what would be the stupidest possible outcome? And it would be Masvidal getting a split decision win or something. But like, um, yeah, if 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 Leon beats Masvidal, of course, this has to happen. But he will. It's it's no question. Yeah. Right. So, like, I don't. I don't really see anyone else. And how often does Usman fight too? That's another question, right? Like, not that many times, right? So, like, twice a year. So, actually, like, and as Leon, a champion, he fought a lot. So he fought three times this year. Yeah, I think he gets Leon by next summer. I I think so. Uh, he, and then if Masvidal wins, he just gets Masvidal again by next summer and beats him a third time. There is there is one Vicente Luque looming around, but he is looming. Yeah, but he, maybe that's the fight they make if Leon loses. He he loomed, I, and he was also the the backup fighter for this for this event, but he failed right. to make weight, which is like yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, but it's not good. It's it's not good. It's it's not good, but it, it's not good, but it doesn't matter. So so if I'm the UFC, I'm playing them off against each other to pay this them guy, the this to pay them the less money, away, right? Luque. And Leon, it doesn't matter. He didn't even go back to try again. It, he didn't yeah. need to make weight because they made weight. <clears throat> Three and four, Leon Edwards and Vicente Luque. Luque is available. Leon Edwards is going to beat Masvidal in all actuality. And then um, there's there's no one else. Stephen Thompson, Michael Chiesa, I mean, who got beat by Luque. No, no one. No one. There's no one. No one. Sorry. Apologies to the Thompson Dojo crowd. Not even not put the brakes on the Hamza train. Like that dude has four, three or four fights in the UFC against one. He is now ranked. He is now ranked number ten. Yeah, it's it's insane. 
It's insanity. I'd love who, okay. who who are they realistically who are they gonna feed to Kamzat next? Bilal. That's what I was thinking too. So does he beat Bilal and then go up to number four to make the title shot actualized? They, they for sure. <laughs> they for sure will do that. Oh, they give him Magni because Magni is calling out Kamzat since since like since he started in the UFC. Since one yeah, since fight one for sure, yeah. That doesn't get yeah. I don't Neil think Neil is Neil ain't scared. Neil I do you think Neil rest, Neil can keep Kamzat yes. against the cage? Yes. Yeah. I think yeah, from Neil's now on good. I think from now on Kamzat has very tough challenges besides Bilal Muhammad. But he 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 smokes Bilal Muhammad. Well, I mean, worst comes to worst he can go up and fight Sean Strickland. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's always the middleweight option, but I I think Hamzat is a is not a middleweight. I I'm yeah. okay. Although he beats Till and Gastelum and maybe, but then Hermanson is too big and Costa. God, Hermanson's like, one. I I keep thinking Jack is is two o five. No, no, he's yeah. I mean, he is, but he somehow. He's the <laughs> but he's at one eighty five. Okay, pal. That is that is like that. That was an awesome event. You you have Cheeto, Barnett, Pereira, and Bobby Green getting the bonuses. React to this, Luke. You know who okay. was in attendance? Um, I mean, a lot of mofos were in attendance. The 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 cameras outside making me making me pine for the days of living in New York City. I miss it. Yeah, it's who it's, was in attendance. One oh, I know who you, I know who I know who. Tell I know me, who. the woman who will deliver us from one forty-five purgatory. Kayla one, Harrison was one. In Kayla Harrison was there, which yes. I loved. Yes, please bring yes. her in. It's, uh, it's Dana was Dana was asked about this in the post-fight press conference. Do you know what he said? No. What did he say? Who? Oh, no. Who? Oh no. Who? Oh no. Oh, please. she was there. The dude. The dude. Legit. Like, yeah, but he knows. I'm pretty sure that he legit his... can't hear anything. That is true as well. He can't hear anything, but also that is his game with all the fighters he's interested in. So, um, Kayla Harrison signing confirmed. She's Love everything savage. about her. Love She's everything about savage. this kid. She's a little savage. She's a little savage. Maybe not that little, man. <laughs> uh, and I love that kid. She's a little savage. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope they sign her. Did we... Did we um, Tell me your your um the the your favorite fight of the night. Oh my god, <laughs> that is a, that is not, that's not a nice Don't make question. me don't make me pick my favorite child, man. <laughs> Let's go. Come on. Come on, Chris Barnett. Yes, of course. That is the. It answer. had to be the Chris answer. Curtis, Bobby Green. God damn it, Chris Barnett. All three. All three of those guys. I, I would, if you told me before that I would pick John Vellante against Chris Barnett as my favorite fight, I would, I would kick you in the throat. But now, <laughs> I have to agree. But this was this Tito was, Vera. Yeah, it's like it's insane. Bobby Green. God, it's what a card. Poatan. It. I. I think you can't. You can't put together a better card. I don't think you can. Even even the two main event, the main and co-main events, I wasn't a big fan of. Because rematch, and I, I think the outcomes were pretty clear. Maybe not in the Sean Whaley Rose Namajunas thing, but there was. I, I, I thought that there is no way that um, Usman loses to Covington. So, I mean, it was an awesome night. I think I, I think I worked myself into being okay with the Rose win because of how 50 50 I was on the outcome of the fight in the first place. And I think if I had been much more like homering for Zhang, I, I would be way more upset than I am. Um, but yeah, this card as a whole, what was it missing? Tai Tuivasa doing a shoey? Nothing. I think it wasn't even missing that. We had we had Beast Boy dancing on his way out to the octagon. Now imagine, now imagine like real walkouts with fireworks and laser shows, costumes. Imagine, imagine Thanks. what could have been. I want, I want a, I want a fighter like parachuting into a stadium. I want, I want Conor McGregor. Parachuting into a stadium, into Dallas Cowboys Stadium, <laughs> to fight. Next week we have Max Holloway versus Yair Rodriguez. Best fight of the year, possibly. No, for, for I'm possibly. telling you now. Don't come back to me and tell me after that. Yeah, you were right, Matt, because I'm right. Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler will give them a run for their money, but give I also me. wanted another two rounds of this insanity we to had, see who, who finally dropped first. 
we had several listener questions. I have to um, prioritize. We'll, we will ignore them all. <laughs> I, I, yeah, first, first I thought I will ignore them all, but we have Bloodsport Ramon. Um, uh, Bloodsport Ramon. He has a question or some something that we he wants. I bet he to... watched. I bet he watched Headbutt Phone Booth. Uh, he didn't. He's he's not. He's not that um, elevated. Oh, he needs. He needs to. He needs to grow. That dude is very young. Listen, I think he's like you... fifteen. So he he needs to grow. Okay, you remember when we started this podcast and you were like, "People, you can request us to watch a fight," and then some dude requested us to watch Battle Bang, and we stopped at saying telling people they could do that. Well, dramatic stuff. You here people, at people, you can request us to watch a fight, but the only fight you can request is headbutt phone booth, and I will come up with the rules and I will come up with the strategy because holy shit. Did that woman get her head bounced off the door of the phone booth or what? I mean, it was great. Bloodsport Ramon watched that shit. It yes. was awesome. <laughs> it, it is is exactly up his alley. Then he can just surf on to Cam Soda. It it will be his night, man. It's like <laughs> perfection, perfection achieved. Listen, just he had he had a a remark or something that he wanted to discuss. That it's there is always a dissenting judge, and I mean, look that that judges and referee topic will exist as like the, the bad decisions or bad stoppages it will exist as long as fight sports exist it, it might even be a part of what we have to live with i'm i'm agreeing that some of these judges especially the judges like you have to replace them it's not it's not fun it's not funny what they sometimes do and i told you before the show that in hundreds of fights i have scored or seen scored as a ref or even as a point judge myself I have never received um, dissenting scorecards. Maybe two judges have it 29-28 and the other had it 29-28 for the other guy. That is okay. But like completely different scorecards, I'm not sure how this is even possible. I think I think it's possible because they've been using the same judges for years and they've always been bad. Yeah, maybe and when you and honestly, like when you are when you are on the regional scene in Switzerland and you know everybody, and someone is absolute dog shit at their job, you probably have a lot more ability to just say, "Get fucking lost, pal. Go be a timekeeper. Go ring the bell," and it's fine. I mean, maybe someone's feelings get hurt, but whatever. And in the UFC in Nevada, in New York, in Florida, in California, these athletic commissions are political entities where you got to know somebody to know somebody to get a job with somebody. And there's so much money that Adelaide Bird is actually let onto the property of the Apex. And if I was the UFC, I would get a fucking restraining order against that lady. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like this is, this, is, this is nothing but carryover corrupt bull, political bullshit. That's all it is. People are bad at their jobs, and they keep get and they keep failing upward when they should be getting fired. Yeah, also and making room for people who are good at their jobs. You see it also with with some some of the referees, like Herb Dean, for example. That dude is getting way too many, um, way too many assignments. Like you can yeah, get too and it, many and it and removes. And not only that, but it removes opportunities for people like the best ref in Europe. Me. Or other people from IMAAFFFFMAAAF. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe not other people, but to, at least to get but sure people to get work, people to get opportunities on bigger stages, it's so not, that they can get better at their jobs too. Look, of course, and it's not Herb Dean's fault. Most of the time, it's Herb Dean's fault, but not for this because he just has to earn money, and they give it. Yeah, to him. he just same, has to. He, they pay him. Same with same with uh, same with uh, with Adelaide Bird. I mean, of course. Why, why is there? Why is there? Sorry to change the subject, but why is there a dude in a motorcycle vest behind Marvin Vittori at this event? Um, <laughs> I, why Marvin Vittori is even there? Marvin Marvin had Marvin had an excellent suit jacket. Yeah, Marvin, uh, Marvin is well, dude. Dude, I don't want to be too much of a hater, but like. I think it's it. I think it's part of. I think it's just part of business and part of capitalism. Once you once you gain a job and hold power, you you remain in power. And, of course. And that's politics and that's business. They'll and never they'll never, give, a, they'll never right. give a new guy a chance because if you haven't done it for twenty years, but are also twenty years old and just work for almost for free, you won't get a job. This is capitalism for you, baby. Baby, let's go. We have we we did it. 
We did 40 it. episodes. 40 episodes. Happy birthday. 40, 40 listeners. Not too bad. No, it's, it's, it's good. One listener I, per episode. <laughs> one <laughs> listener per episode. It's perfect. I love everything about it, and we'll, we'll talk to you we next, got, next week. We got, uh, we got, we got a uh, quick honorable mention to Danny Nealon fan of the British Bake Off and fan of getting TKO victories in Bellator. Yes. And a quick shout out to the YouTube channel with 10 subscribers there. We'll be opening some white sparkle packs soon. We're taking over and we'll, we, we won't stop because we are... No, we, I don't think so. We're the dumbest fucks around here. So yep. someone has to do yep. it. It's all these fighters having podcasts and all these journalists or so-called journalists and these personalities. Man, I don't think they're better than we are. I think we're the best. We're just we're just some dorks with some with some with some takes, man. The fans need to take need to hold this position somehow, and the MML of podcast is doing it. And with that, um, give us five star reviews. Send me money. <laughs> <laughs> Send him crypto. Yeah, I have I have a Bitcoin wallet and an Ethereum wallet. Also, you can you can buy me some NFTs. No problem at all. Oh yeah, NFTs. Good call, Panini. Yeah, official yeah. sponsor of the NFT UFC. I mean, you can, you can, whatever, whatever uh, suits you. It's, it's okay. With that, um, until next week. Bye bye. Later, pal. She's a little savage. Shut your mouth with my face. Uh, and I love that kid.